What's going on, everybody? It's your boy JVD, and we're back at it again with another episode of the FPL and Wine Podcast. What's up, guys? Jason here. Jason, what a fantastic weekend of football it was. Salah failed to score in a 9-0 win. Manchester United are signing another Brazilian. Erling Haaland showcasing another level of dominance, while Steven Gerrard and Ashton Villa seem to have lost all confidence. What are your thoughts, man? No, it was it was a great weekend of football. I that uh, the game, uh, the slate, I guess ten thirty on Saturday, for us it was just absolutely freaking amazing, man. Just uh, just goals after goals, like crazy stuff, like double or like the red card in Chelsea, and then them still managing to come back for two one nine goals in Liverpool's game, and then City going from two zero down to four two. Um, it was just it was just a lot of great great action and then even today's game like the Spurs versus Forest game I thought was really good as well. Yeah, just just all around like great weekend of footy. An interesting game week upon the horizon. A short turnaround. Monday's the only time off and then back at it again on Tuesday. So, let's just dive straight into the talking points. The first game of the match week was Southampton against Manchester United and you told me that you woke up early for this game so how was it actually you know what before we do that let's just go into how much points you got because I played my wild card last week I'm on 58 yeah I pretty much played my wild card to sort out all the the edges of my team get some get get on some of the early bandwagons like Martinelli Tony Rodrigo and uh, Perisic but yeah I ended up with 58 I'm probably about like eight to ten points down from what my team would have been because I had James and Cucurella Um, but honestly I'm pretty happy with like swerving off Chelsea defense I think they're just gonna they're gonna struggle a bit until some of these guys get settled and there's a lot of new pieces there and stuff like that but that being said I still think James fantastic pick um how did you do 72 points Pascal Gross coming in huge for me just an awesome awesome player to own on all set pieces created so many attacking opportunities I think he was the main differential unfortunately Tony did not return but he did hit the post and yeah, Rodrigo as well was playing against Pascal Gross. So he had a couple shots, but didn't return. So the main guys returning, uh, the template guys, right? But you always want to look at your differentials. One out of the three returned. Okay, let's get into it. Um, starting with United versus Southampton. Um, I think Southampton's attack is kind of a little bit bad to actually make a proper judgment on United's defense from. Um, that being said, I, I just really like the partnership of Varane and uh, Martinez at the back they bring kind of like a little bit of opposing forces where Varane is more of a composed calm like leader at the back and Martinez is just fucking crazy just goes in for every ball um, contests long balls with guys much taller than him and um, yeah between the two of them there's a lot of good passing and progression coming out of the back so um, yeah and then guys like Malasia and Delo uh, are definitely going to benefit from it I could see more assists from Delo throughout the year. Um, I don't think Juan Basaka is anywhere close to the team. And I think that with uh, Casemiro coming in, there's going to be just an extra level of solidity there. Uh, and with that said, I think either of the fullbacks should probably be a pretty pretty reasonable pick at this point in time. Uh, Delo, Malasia, both at 4.4. Um, with I, I don't think Malasia is the best going forward, but... Uh, then that's why I would kind of lean more towards Delo, just because he's he seems to be the guy who's given more of the license to really bomb forward and uh, get crosses in and stuff like that. So yeah, United defense, pretty happy with them. 
Um, I still don't think the attack has too much to write home about. Uh, like the goal kind of came out of Bruno, another moment of brilliance out of him. Um, yeah, I mean, monitor guys like Rashford, Sancho, uh, just because their price is so reasonable that you you'll you might find yourself wanting to go there eventually. Well, we did get the confirmation here. We go from Fabrizio regarding Anthony from Ajax, so. I'm sure the attack will be a little bit more attractive and appealing to FPL managers at a later date. What price do you think Anthony comes in at? I would say 7-5, right where Sancho started the year as well. I, I can't imagine him being... I mean, good. he does bring a lot of flair um, and, and skill to the game, so it will be something to definitely monitor. Yeah, what about his end product, though? That's kind of what I w wonder about when you get guys like this with really, really flair-driven um, players. Uh, I, I suppose the... The thing is that Ten Hag has put so much effort into the signing that he probably has some sort of idea of how he can improve there or, you know, whatever. If he's already just really consistent in terms of finishing and creating chances. Uh, what's your what's your read there? Just from a statistics perspective, in the last two seasons, he got 11 and then 12 goals. So a, a player that's still uh, working on his game, but he is, he's just, he is 22 years old. He's only going to get better. And I think... Working with Ten Hag, I'm sure that'll help him as well. So looking forward to it. It'll, it'll be a good uh, signing for us. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, let's move on from there. Uh, Brentford versus Everton. We got Raya getting a bunch of saves, uh, Tony hitting the post, and Anthony Gordon, um, I guess, playing pretty decent for Everton. Isn't he supposed to be going to uh, Chelsea? Those are the rumors, but no nothing's confirmed, yeah. Yeah, 1-1 one, one there, Brentford versus Everton. Um, looks like Brentford had like a million shots in the box, which is not good. Um, but from a perspective of owning Tony, I'm very, very happy with that. Yeah, he hit the post. Yeah, what, what did you see there? Did you watch the game? I watched the highlights. Uh, Tony was involved in a couple opportunities. Uh, a clear one where he hit the post, and any other day, I'm sure he would have scored. And Wemo had uh, a few shots as well from outside the box or a little bit of inside. He had one where he could have slid it back to Tony, but he chose to shoot. It went wide. Tony was frustrated, started yelling at him. So we're looking at a player that has a good run of fixtures, is hungry, is motivated to score, doesn't like it when he doesn't score. Yep. Those are all great. And he, he'll play every single minute through those good fixtures too, right? They don't really have a sub there to come in for him, which that's always a boost as well. Would you say he's kind of like the Zaha for their team? Yes, I, I would. Like The only thing type, is he's, maybe he's a forward, injury. right, and not, and not a midfielder. And yes, right. Zaha is currently injured. So I feel like Tony does is uh, pretty professional in that sense and kind of takes care of his body and makes sure he's not as injured as other players. Um, but I think the big, the big question that I wanted to ask you is Tony and Mitrovic, because that's a question that's always in my head. Now, of course, the fixtures favor Tony, but the when you look at the statistics, the ICT and, you know, who's more involved in goals and all that, Mitrovic is up there, higher. Along He's alongside Haaland and Kane, so. Yeah, dude, Mitrovic is a great pick himself. I, I can't really fault, fault that at all. He's cheaper. Point four, yep. but um, and I mean, it's he has a lot of the same check boxes that I just mentioned with Tony, where he's the talisman of the team. He's the guy that's going to play ninety every week. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I just think uh, rate Brentford a little bit higher in terms of their team offense, but um, I yeah maybe Mitrovic just he's just that guy, man. That a lot of determination there, and uh, like same thing. He's on pens. He's going to be the target of a lot of set pieces and stuff like that um yeah there's there, i have no issues with that especially considering how much cheaper he is maybe on my wild card i could have gone down there and put a little bit of money somewhere else but anyways 
that's all good now. I'm happy having Tony uh, for the medium term. Here. And then you did mention Araya. Uh, I am Araya owner. Listen, I, I've had him for a couple weeks now, and I'm starting to figure out, yes, he will accumulate a lot of save points, but Brentford are not as secure defensively as a, as opposed to a team like Brighton, right? And that's kind of leaning me towards Sanchez more than Raya now. Yes, I can't always depend on these saves, and although he will get a lot of save points, I'm more of the type of manager that kind of likes the defense, and I think Sanchez will get save points too, and he does have more bonus potential, so I might go there. I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Okay, let's move on. Uh, speaking of Sanchez, let's talk about Brighton versus Leeds. Um, you have Pascal Gross. You're happy happy owning him, I'm assuming. This was a week um, where it could, it could tell all for me, and I was on the verge of maybe moving him out of my team um, just because I watched the last match. He wasn't on penalties. I get he, he's a 31-year-old player. You know, maybe he's past his prime. He's played in, in the league for a long time now. He's I think the most goals he's ever scored was maybe six to eight, but he's already at, I think, three or four goals already, and that's four or five games in. He is the talisman and that on that team alongside Trossard, um, a guy who's on all set pieces, but I just think his vision is, is, is something that separates him from, from the other, other players. Um, and... At only five point seven million, I think he's a steal. Yep. I'm with you on all that. I just, I just wonder about the rotation potential there with, uh, yeah, with a lot and of I'm, games. And I'm gonna out. find out yeah. on Tuesday. But or, I mean, dude, he's got 35 points through the first four games, two double digit hauls. He's off to a flyer. I mean, he's already scored, equaled the goals, his max goals scored pretty much. Oh, okay, apart from 2017-18. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just wonder how much long term of an asset he is, just because. His minutes often get cut short throughout the season um, under the same manager, right? So I, I guess we'll see. Um, but I think he's a great pick. I think you picked him up at a good time, especially like early in the season before any injuries and start stuff start accumulating. Um, what about the goalkeeper situation? You mentioned that a little bit. Are you thinking about switching there? Okay. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that, man, unless you're going to burn a transfer. I think Raya's like perfectly, perfectly acceptable. Are you thinking like... Yeah, like, are you going to spend one of your valuable free transfers there? Yeah, or because you think it's more valuable I don't see anything else wrong with my team at the moment. And I have two free transfers. And you have two free? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So then. there's not really fires. Like, the other one it was going to be gross, but the way he performed this week, there's no reason for me to take him out. Yeah. And I'm just not the type of guy that wants to depend. Like, save points are nice, but I also want cleans. And I think Sanchez has the potential Dude, for both. what about Dean Hendo? I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves into... Uh, transfers territory but yeah what about henderson because he's dude the guy is a freaking beast on penalties man like saved another one today um he just looks really confident when he when it comes to penalties and i think their team is bad enough in terms of individual defense that they'll give away quite a few and like even if he saves like one or two more throughout the season if you combine that with some clean sheet points here and there and they'll they'll make saves as well i think you you there, there's really something there you might want to consider that as well Listen, if I'm if I'm a player that's about to take a penalty shot against Dean Henderson, I'm going to be intimidated because he saved his last two penalties, and that's going to factor into to, to penalty takers that shoot against them in in, in the exactly. coming games. He just exactly. saved Harry Kane penalty. When was the last time we've seen Harry Kane? Not never. Zero okay, times. so that's what the commentator your, said. Anyways. Your your question is, I would rank it probably Sanchez first, then Henderson ahead of Raya. I do. I still okay. think Nottingham are, are still suspect defensively, and he will accumulate save points, but I don't know how many penalties 
he'll save, right? They could get a penalty and maybe they score, yep. right? So that's too much to too much risk in my opinion. So I'd rather just go with the Fair safe enough. pick. Yep, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right, moving on. Um, did you want to talk about Trossard at all or anyone else on Brighton or Leeds even? Actually, actually, I, I want to hear what you thought about Leeds because, um, I mean, I picked up Rodrigo on my wild card. Um, I know he's one of your favorites. What do you what do you think? Like what what did you see with Leeds attack there? Yeah, so they were pressing and they were trying to get the ball. Um, there were a few chances more so for R- Rodrigo in the second half of the game. He had a few shots, so I'm not too concerned. They're going up against a very good, very secure defense in Dunk and Webster and all those guys. It was never going to be an yeah. easy game. Really good team defense there. I exactly, think and it was never going to be an easy game, but I still saw a lot of positives from Leeds. So if you're a Rodrigo owner, Harrison owner, Aronson as well, just hold, just hold. They play Everton next week. Cool. I'm sure it'll be yeah, a party for be those a guys. Big opportunity. Yeah, actually, I'm seeing like Rodrigo actually took a direct free kick in the 46th. Um, quite a few shots, not the best quality, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty happy holding on to him for a bit. Also, he's still on pens. Although he hasn't actually gotten a pen in the league, he's still on pens, and yep. he will he will score, guys. And then, sorry, you just you just mentioned Trossard. Trossard's a good pick. I just think because Gross is almost a million cheaper, you go for him. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, moving on, uh, Chelsea versus Leicester. Um, Leicester were missing Madison, but uh, Chelsea got the red card. I mean, it's hard to draw conclusions from these games where. Uh, a team goes down to 10 men and then somehow still manages to come out on top. Um, are Leicester just complete dog shit? Like, what are we looking at here? Because it looks like Sterling had uh, a huge chance with his right foot around 50 minutes in, um, as well as Loftus-Cheek with a um, with a shot there. Like, what, what, what are you seeing there? Well, firstly, Jay, I think you and I have some experience being down to 10 men and coming out on top. So sometimes you got to give credit <laughs> to the actual team that are down. It's true. Um, but what I would say is I am an owner of both James and Cucurella. Um, and although they don't have a defensive mid in place right now, obviously N'Golo's injured. I think Kovacic is coming back slowly. Gallagher with the red card now. They are going to be suspect and kind of be leaky in defense, but yep. you're bringing in guys like James and Cucurella to get assists, and they, yeah, got, they got an two. assist last game. Cucurella was more of a pass, and Sterling did majority of the work, but James was a whipped cross to Sterling, and that's what I want. So Cucurella is actually my my sub, my first sub, and he'll always be there, just in case, for example, a Howland or a Gross or someone get rotated out. But I would still look at them as good picks because they offer offensive value, right? They get a lot of assists. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking at, I don't know, I, I want one of them. It's just really hard to fit the the money in with uh, Perisic, Trippier, who are two guys that I really want as well. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, is there anything you saw from Leicester uh, in terms of what they can provide? Apart from Madison, no, and he didn't even play. So I just, I don't think we can go there, yeah. Cool. What about like if you're still one of the guys that have the double goalies, would you just get out of there as soon as possible? Like they're conceding like huge chances while they they're up to, like up a man and stuff. Like I'm just. You need to get there. You need to get out of there asap. I think the goalie bracket is pretty clear, and we kind of narrowed it down for you guys. I even think Ramsdale. I would rank Ramsdale below yeah, I'm, guys I Ramsdale. like. I would rank Ramsdale below guys like Sanchez, Raya, or Dean. I think those three guys are the pick just because they're at a good price point. They're they get a lot of saves. It's just becoming even more evident as the weeks go by. So get on those ASAP because you'll save a lot of money. 
Okay, moving on. Um, Liverpool smashing Bournemouth. Uh, I mean, I don't really think there's too much, too much here to talk about. Um, Liverpool are just, they're good still. Um, I don't know, newsflash, like, good team is good. Well, let me ask you this. What if Salah blinks against Newcastle? Does that change your perspective a no, bit? I'm not going to be, bu- no, 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 not at all. Um, I mean, oh, honestly, I, I rate Newcastle really highly in terms of their, their team overall. Um, so Salah blanking against them, it wouldn't really surprise me, but at the same time, like, you know how it is where it's freaking Mo Salah, like he can score a brace or hat trick or a couple of assists in any game. But what if this is something, what if this is this game, we take it as a sign that this is something for this season where Salah might not okay. be yep. at his usual form. It's a 9-0 game and he, he didn't score or assist. He didn't score or assist. So Instead of waiting so on... So he had a 0.97 XG shot and a 0.59 XG And that's what shot. I'm trying to tell you. Do we take it as some sort of sign that says, okay, you know what, Salah, although he's been an absolute beast in every single FPL season prior to this, yep. is this the season where he kind of just falls off and we're we're too slow into getting rid of him? Like maybe we get an Diaz and that frees up so much more money. I don't know. It, it is a big risk, but I'm speculating. No, you know you're I mean? right. You're right. No, no, it's it's definitely something worth considering. Um, I the what I was thinking of actually just just looking at the minutes and stuff, like with Robertson getting subbed, is that like kind of a cheat code? Like you just bank like the eight pointer every single week because he's he's always getting subbed for Simicast. We all had Robertson. He he's a good pick. I just I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people were were on double Liverpool defense. So if you have him, yeah, you can hold. I also think he's a nice cash cow for you guys to have in case you want to drop him to a Cucurella or a Trippier. And then use that two million elsewhere. So fair, fair. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I don't think there's too much to discuss with Liverpool. I think Luis Diaz is still a great pick, um, and he's definitely someone. If I decide to move around funds in my team, like get get rid of Tony or Rodrigo or any of those guys, like getting Diaz in instead would be would be the way to go. Guys, keep in mind that they got slapped by United. They got embarrassed by United. Bournemouth, it was just bad timing on their part to <laughs> yeah. catch Liverpool at this time. It's true. We shouldn't draw too much conclusions. I know there's a lot of Liverpool fans out there, and you know, obviously all these guys are returning points, but it is against Bournemouth. Okay, moving on. Um, we got City versus Palace. Let's just touch on this real quick. Haaland's a freaking beast. Um, City are really good at attacking. Palace scored two goals from under .1 XG. Um, I think this was just expected conclusion to, to just the game. I don't think it was like any, I don't know. Personally, when I was watching the game, I wasn't surprised in the slightest to watch City come back from that zero two uh, scoreline. Right? I wasn't surprised. Um, I do think that a lot of people are, I don't, I don't know if the word is underestimating, but maybe they're not appreciating the impact Ilkay Gundogan has when he comes onto the football pitch because they were losing, right? 2-0 and before he came on. And when he came on, the, the game ended 4-2. So he just he just occupies certain spaces within the game that might free up other space or he attracts defenders towards him. There's some correlation there. And I and I think he's he is the third city asset to own, in my opinion. I think if you have Cancelo... Really? Even, even coming off a sub? He got an assist in 28 minutes. Now, of course, he only got four points. But I just think he's so influential in in the way he plays and he he does make an impact and i mean if you don't even take it from me look what he did in the last game of the season right last season i mean they were down what two goals to ashton villa and he came on and turns the game around yep so i mean if you have the funds i would bring in ilkai gun again just because 
Cancelo and Holland are there, and we're always trying to figure out, oh, who's the third City guy, or should we triple up on City? Yes, okay, he's going to get rotated, but we can see now that I'll, even if he gets rotated and gets 15, 20 minutes, there's always that capability of him to score, assist, or brace, etc. So keep that in your mind. Yep. And then, okay, so the other thing I want to talk to you about is Cancelo, actually, because, I mean, he hasn't really done much in terms of goals and assists this season yet. Um, yeah, how valuable do you think he is in the greater scheme of things? Because, yeah, so... I mean, just looking at the shot map here, he was pretty much not involved with anything in terms of shooting. And then just a couple of, like, passes that I guess turned into shots... Um, do you feel like he's still a no-brainer, or could we could we do better there for seven million in defense? Seven million. It's it's not it's not nothing. I hear you. I was um, thinking the same thing, and then Trent Alexander Arnold reminded me why we pay the price we pay for these sort of defenders. Trent did not return in his first three games of the season so far, but yet he gets a whopping seventeen points against Bournemouth in a nine-zero win. It was just a goal, assist, and a clean sheet. Cancelo has done that before last season as well. He goes up in his next two games against Nottingham Forest at home and Ashton Villa away. Two teams that are struggling to score goals and they also concede a lot. If he fails to score or assist or get even a clean sheet in, in any of these two games, then yes, I think we can start to reevaluate and maybe we can get rid of him. But I think until these two games pass, yep. don't do anything with him. Just keep him in your team because he does still create a lot. And I think... Just because Pep hasn't found that left back yet, he's playing a lot at left back, right, instead of right back. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. So, like for me, I'm just thinking, like, what if we went James or Cucurella there? You know, instead of him, you save like more than a million and like almost two million for Cucurella. And I, I just see like it, there's there's a decent potential there to like at least match the points. I don't know. I'm just talking. Could be could be wrong. Could be not. But um, I, I just want us to consider every player that we're putting in our team. Cause I agree. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the Guala is valuable, bro. Moving on to the next game. Yeah, sure. Um, Arsenal-Fulham. Um, we want to talk about Mitrovic versus... Actually, we talked about that already. Um, but Odegaard versus Martinelli and uh, just the goalkeeper discussion. I, honestly, we covered that as well. Let's just talk about Odegaard-Martinelli. What did you think there? Yeah, so this is a big question for people that are playing their wild card this week or going to be playing their wild card in game week eight for example i don't know i'm i'm looking at odegaard and he is he's so doing, involved man he's doing certain things that he did not do last season in terms of getting on the ball being a little bit more selfish i think in the first two games we saw how unselfish he was but now he's getting at the top of the box occupying those positions to get on get it on his left foot and curl it right and he's on set pieces he's not on pks but he's on set pieces he's on corner kicks so is martinelli but Listen, I don't know. I wouldn't blame you for going Odegaard over Martinelli. I think if you have one or the other, you're fine. But as the season goes on, I'm sure there will be a clearer pick. But right now, it's it's not as clear for me. And I think both are very good options. I think you a lot of people made a lot of money starting off with Martinelli, right? Because Martinelli is now 6.4. Yeah. Who started at 6, whereas Odegaard is, I think, still 6.5. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, to me, it's, it's obviously Martinelli, personally. Um, I just look at, like... Every single game, this guy has like three to five to six shots, and a lot of them come in the box. And as well, he's like assisting shots all over the place. Um, like I'm just looking at the map here. Like he, all of Odegaard's shots were just Martinelli side foot to him to get the uh, get the shot off. Um, he just, he's just, dude. I love when a player is that selfish, man. I think that's that's why I would go there. Um, 
I, I just I just like when a player just wants to shoot and just wants goals all the time. Whereas Odegaard, like you said, he's more of a facilitator and he's he's the guy that keeps them ticking. But um, yeah, I just I just like the idea of having Odegaard spamming shots every time he gets in the box. Like he had seven shots, five of them in the box this game week. It's a lot. Did you see Mitrovic's goal? I, I did not. Yeah, so uh, Gabriel, the center back, got the ball, started playing around with it, kind of like what Mendy was doing. So Mitrovic just oh. came and bodied him off the ball and put it past Ramsdale. He's just a bully. Uh, yeah, yeah. On the ground or in the air. Um, I still think we need to monitor that whole comparison between him and Tony and really, really monitor okay. it. I think right now, the fr- in the next three, fix- three games, I think the fixtures favor Tony because Mitrovic... He's going to play Brighton, then he plays Spurs, and I think Chelsea in the next three. Okay. And Tony plays Palace, Leeds, and Southampton. So, yeah, I don't think it's uh it's not really a big decision. I think you keep Tony, but I don't know. The switch could be inevitable at some point just because I think Mitrovic is class, right? I mean, he's just a flat flat track bully. So, yep. yeah, just keep your eyes on that one, guys. Um, And then the last game of the, the match week was Nottingham against Spurs. And I think my question for you, Jay, is... Perisic, do we buy him? Do we sell him? Are you going to hold him? What's the deal there? Dude, I would be buying, personally. I think he's he's like Trent-level return potential with um, like almost 2 million less. It's just, it's it's he's ridiculous, man. Um, I, this game was actually, he was actually pretty conservative, I would say, compared to the past ones. But, I mean, every time he's on the pitch, it's just like goals, assists, are they're, they're there, you know? It's it's it, like the, the chances are are always always coming for him, man. Um, and yeah, like he has guys like Kane and Son to hit for targets. I I am very happy owning owning Perisic moving forward. Um, if you don't have any anything too pressing, um, yeah, trying to find a way to get there would be would be a great idea in my opinion. Is it a good time to switch Holland to Kane? I don't I don't know about that, man. Um, what what's the fixtures like for Spurs? West Ham, Fulham, City, Leicester, Arsenal. Yeah, no, I don't really love that. Because we don't know what the rotation is going to be like with Pep and Haaland, right? No, we don't. We don't. But at the same time, like 20 minutes of him, like a brace is not out of the question. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to run up by you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that, that was my debate on wildcard, right? Kane and Haaland. Because um, again, just like you said, there's there is definitely a rotation risk with Haaland. But um, just his pure like output in terms of when he's on the pitch is it's just it's wild man that uh, i don't know kane is still great pick you know he scored a brace today missed a penalty for which would have been they're 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 both great picks man fantastic picks i just think um i just rate the city attack higher than spurs i think that's what it comes down to and um i'm really interested to see if paris starts on wednesday let's see what the rotation like is there yeah yep for sure um and then moving on to the game week five game week four or five game um, week five yeah, preview, game week yeah. Five, yeah the the differentials who do you have in mind um eze eberechi yeah man solid i, I mean the, the fixture is not easy though we know brentford are gonna be a very composed team they they have a game plan they stick to it um but i think he he's a good Good solid, especially now that Zaha's out for a bit. Hopefully, he returns soon. But yeah, yeah. Um, next one would for me would be Sully March. I've been watching him a lot on Brighton. Dude, you're just a Brighton fucking ultra. Eh? Listen, man, these guys are playing good football, and I think we talked a lot about Graham Potter and Brighton um, 
last season, right? But I think now they're... Looks like they're putting it together more. They're putting it together, and it's strange because Cucurella and Busuma both left, but all of a sudden... Do they, do they still have Lamptey? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, he came on as a sub Dude, yesterday could, as well. He could be a sleeper as well, like, if he starts picking up, like, consistent starting minutes. Um, yeah, so Sully March is on set pieces with Pascal Gross as well, so just keep your eye out for him. And Word. then okay. the last one, I'm just going to throw it out there, Anthony Gordon. Of course, he got a goal. Do I rate him? Um... Listen, I think there's forty five million. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I rate him that much, but I think there's better picks in the game. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't go I anywhere near Everton. I wouldn't recommend exactly. Me, like, me neither. <laughs> this is differential section, but yeah, okay. Um, and then transfers. So um, I've made mine. I have two. You're doing the goalie. Yeah, move? I've I've already done it. I had point one in the bank, and I felt like Sanchez might go up in price. So I've, I mean, it's only one day turnaround, anyways. Um, I've had Raya for a while now, and I think. Although he has done good for me, I think Sanchez is the better long-term option. So Raya out, Sanchez in, and I'm going to burn the other one. So I'll have two next week. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to roll. I think I'm pretty set on rolling. Team's looking good. Um, yeah, you want to go through your team for this week? Uh, literally the same team. So I'll just read it out for the, the listeners. Just give me one second. Uh, Sanchez in net. Trent, James, Cancelo in a back three. Salah, Pascal Gross, Rodrigo, Martinelli. Jesus with the armband, Tony, and then Erling Haaland. Cucurella, first bench. Nice. You went with you went with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Too, right? um, I mean, listen, like you said. Haaland, bro, that's that's it's scary, man. Nottingham Forests are not a good defense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I, I, I know the rotation risk is there. Okay, you know what? Let me go through my lineup, and then we'll talk about captaincy. So I got Ramsdale in goal, then Trent Cancelo, Perisic, and Trippier. Um, Martinelli, Salah, and Rodrigo, and then Haaland, Jesus, Tony up top. So, captaincy, yeah, I have Jesus captained as well, um, but Salah plays Newcastle, who are a solid defense, like we said, I think we both rate them pretty, pretty highly in terms of their overall team structure and, like, not completely folding if they, if they do go a goal down, um, but my debate, I guess, is between, uh, Haaland and Jesus, because on one hand, you have Jesus, who's completely 100% nailed on for minutes, uh, playing against an absolute dog shit Villa team. But then Haaland is Haaland on the best attack in the league against arguably an equally bad defense in Nottingham Forest. So what do we do there? What's what's your thinking? You just want to go with the nail I minutes. think you just uh, guessed the pep roulette. And my guess is that Haaland starts on the bench and Alvarez starts. And Jesus is going to start okay. against an Ash Villa team that if they lose... Gerard will get fired, and I feel like Arsenal are in the best form of their lives. Jesus is due a return. I mean, he hasn't returned in the last two games while, while Haaland just got his big return, 17 points. So that's the way I'm going to play it. If Haaland starts, I'm going to be shitting my pants. So, <laughs> Dude, what <laughs> about a cheeky, a cheeky Martinelli cap? No, I, I don't want to cap the, those guys, man. I Listen. Or Rodrigo. No, Rodrigo. Rodrigo against uh, Rodrigo's a good pick as captain and, and so is martinelli i just like capping the bigger the bigger guys like their premiums yeah so no, of course, um, of course. Yeah. I'm with and you even salah not capping salah is scary too man like it's there's playing he's playing newcastle at home so yeah so we were talking about salah um and his potential captaincy against newcastle they're playing at home anfield will be rocking uh just coming off a nine nothing um i mean that's that's the scary part i mean i could just see them just riding that wave and just slapping newcastle up like new kids on the block kind of thing just 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 take it, bro. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I was debating whether to start Trippier as well. 
Um, yeah, what's your thoughts, man? I could I could have Andreas over Trippier, and I'm pretty happy with that considering I don't know Brighton aren't the best defense; they're solid, but uh, I would go Trippier just because. Well, they're both good picks. I mean, Andreas is on set pieces, so is Trippier. Yeah. Listen, man. I don't know. Uh, Trippier did return against City as well away, right? So. I think the most important thing this week is captaincy. Uh, Salah, Jesus, and Haaland all have home fixtures. So the captains, Armband, I think should go on one of them. It just depends who. I don't know. Kane, let me just check who he plays. Oh, Kane. Kane was the other one, man. Dude, they play West Ham. West Ham are very, And I know very he has bad. a good record against West Ham as well. So, yeah, you could yeah, go there so as well. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset with the Kane cap if you had him. I mean, all this is telling me is that this is probably going to be a, a flop game week considering how hype we're getting about the potential for all these players. Um, I could see a nice... Uh, nice I think the easiest picture to read is, is Arsenal against Ashton Villa. Ashton Villa are just okay. really in slump right now. Jesus okay. is itching for a goal. He he really wants one. and Dude, he is an animal, bro. Yeah, Since so... he came to Arsenal, he's just been, just been a freak of nature just running after everything. Okay. okay, okay, guys. Screw it. Let's go. Jesus, captain. Another episode for you guys. We're going to keep trying to keep it consistent for you guys, but also giving you quality content. So I hope you're enjoying it. Please email us or comment on Twitter or Instagram for anything you want, more guests, etc. because we're open to everything. Okay? Um, another episode in the books. I'm your co-host, Johnny. This is Jason. And this is the FPL and Wine Podcast. Signing off. Peace.